got to do on the trip was uh, called tubing. Uh, you saw it briefly there on the video. Um, it was that shot of us and get wading into the muddy, nasty river. Uh, Nathan Ream told us, you know, it's going to be this beautiful, clear river. If you'd be able to see the bottom, you'll see fish. Uh, when we got there, it was not quite that. It was uh, pretty muddy. You, you held it like this, and you couldn't even see your hands until you brought them up higher. But um, we got to do this thing called tubing. Now, I know for a lot of the kids on the trip and Californians in general, when you hear tubing on a river, you assume getting pulled behind some speedboat going Mach 2, you know, and trying to hold on for dear life. Well, this is a different sort of tubing. This is tubing where you get a tube, plop down in it, and float. And float. And float. That's tubing. You just kind of let the current take you down, and uh, you just go and, and as far as you want, as long as you want, and you catch some sun, and I guess apparently you can fish if you want. Um, but we went tubing, and... Uh, student, one of our, our female uh, students was, was a little concerned. Um, apparently, you know, the whole idea of this, this redneck uh, excitement uh, didn't really seem all that great to her. Um, and one of the lines that she said about 15 minutes before we went, something like that, was um, she was looking out at the river and, and so far we'd seen people in canoes go by, we'd seen some rafts, we hadn't seen anybody uh, doing what we were about to embark upon this whole time we were there. And so, right as we're getting close to going, we, we could sense the nervousness in her, and she says, basically, she says, so, are you guys, like, sure that, like, normal people do this? <laughs> and it kind of became, like, our joke the whole rest of the show. We laughed, you know, at her, and, and it kind of became our joke, you know, do, do normal people do this? And when, when we were running around in the rain in D.C. or whatever, um, are you guys sure that normal people and it, it really made us laugh, but it kind of, for me, brought out a, an interesting uh, thing. Uh, when you think about normal, when you think about what is normal, when you think about who is and what, and what do we consider to be normal, um, there's, there's an interesting thing about being normal and, and about normality. Um, I think, in a sense, the student's question is a lot like what we ask kind of on a regular basis in our own minds, you know. How normal am I? Am I normal? We all ha there's kind of a sense in which normality is something that we, that we as humans kind of naturally gravitate towards. Um, it's comfortable, right? It's, it's nice to, to fit in, to be accepted, and to almost kind of have a say in what else should be accepted, right? Normal is something that we probably, if you'd agree with me, kind of gravitate towards. It's something we, we find safe and comfortable and something we like. Um, like a lot of things in life, Normal can be both a good thing and a bad thing, right? I mean, for a newborn father uh, who's got newborn father, that doesn't make sense. A father of a newborn, let's try that. Does that make better sense, Dale? I saw Dale go, what? <laughs> a father of a newborn to hear uh, that, that purple thing that just came out of his wife, that, that is how they normally come out, that's a, that's a reassuring thing, Right? Not to scream, honey, you gave birth to a Smurf, right? But to, but to feel like and be understanding that, okay, that, that's normal. It looks like this usually a lot of times when they come out. Um, for a teenager whose face is just exploding, right, with these white nastiness, for them to hear, this is, that's normal. I went through that. Your parents, yeah, I went through that. And, you know, to hear other people say, this is normal for your age, right? 
that can be kind of a, a comforting thing. When you're going to the doctor as a middle-aged man and, and they take your blood pressure and they say, yeah, it's 130, blah, 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 that's normal for your age, right? That feels pretty good. Um, when I was a, a teenager, it was, it was nice to know that my mother's mood swings and hot and cold sweat stuff that she was going through was not time for mom to go to the loony bin and lock her up, but was something that was normal for her age, if you women know what I'm talking about. And, uh, it was something that I was uh, you know, comforted by knowing that we weren't going to have to send mom away. Um, nor <laughs> normal can be great. Normal can be comfortable. Normal can be uh, something that is, is great. Um, but normal can also be a problem. Normal can also mean trouble. I think this is particularly true of us in the church. I think this can be especially something we need to watch for, um, especially when you consider how normal Christianity is considered today. And, that, and what I mean by that is, is the normal, how the outside world looks at Christians and what they see as being the norm for a Christian. Uh, when you look at the stats that suggest we go to the same movies, we have the same uh, physical and materialistic appetites, when, when, you, when the suggestion is, is that our divorce rate is the same, if not even a little higher, right? When you look at the normal church and you look at the fact that, according to George Barna, uh, the tithing of, of the average Christian is 1.6% in a church. When you look at the fact that uh, I think it's 10% of Christians would admit to, would confess to, to daily cracking their scriptures. When you look at the fact that, according to Campus Crusade for Christ, only 2% of Christians are actively sharing their faith on a consistent basis. And by actively, they mean once every 18 days. That only 2% of Christians who have been called by this great commission and are, are supposed to be living under it, that only 2% of the, of the church today is engaging in sharing their faith with somebody once every 18 days. When you consider the, uh, that kind of a normal for the church, that that is our norm uh, as, as the world sees us, that makes me shudder. That makes me, that makes me a little nervous, and it makes me sad because what it shows me is that as a church, as Christians, it's very easy for us to get duped and, and buy into the lie of normality. And I believe that as Christians, that is not what we're called to be. I believe that as followers of Christ, we're not called to be normal. We're not called to pursue a life of just fitting in or just getting by, of just being accepted. If you look at Matthew chapter 5 with me, verses 14 to 16, we're going to see an example of this very clearly. Matthew 5, verse 14, says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We're called here light, right? A city set on a hill, right? Earlier, we're called salt. 
Jesus is essentially suggesting something, but I don't believe it's that we are to be normal. Do people who view themselves as light, who, who view themselves as cities set on a hill, as people who are supposed to be shining, is that call to be normal? Is that, is that the normal take in this life? I would say no. And there's a couple things that stand out about, about this verse, specifically verse 16, where he's saying, let your light shine before men. The first thing that, that stands out to me is, is that it, he's calling you to let your light shine. Now, someone help me understand, when, we talk, when Jesus is talking about this light, let your light shine, is he speaking about your happy-go-lucky personality? Is he speaking about the great joke you heard? From your colleague the other day? Is he speaking about your, uh, your you know, attendance record, the fact that you never missed work? What is, what is Jesus, when he talks about letting your light shine, what, what, how would we understand, what should we understand as this light? What is this light ultimately? The essence of who you are. Okay. And who is that? As Christians, who, what is the essence of who we are? Anyone else? Lou? Okay. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but what? Christ lives in me, right? I believe this light is, is Christ. This light, this light that, that Jesus is talking about is not something that is something we produce. It's not something we manufacture. Thank goodness, right? Because if it was all on us to have to let ourselves and our goodness shine forth, boy, that'd be a hurting place, right? But thankfully, it's, it's let this Christ that is in you shine, right? Let this, let this light, let this Christ in you blow out from among you so that, it, so that it is shining to those around you. I guess the question is, does, does someone who lives that way, are they going to be normal? Are they going to look like everybody else around them? People who are living the fruit of the Spirit, right? Who are exhibiting love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, right? Is that the norm for our world? Paul tells us, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, right? Do not be conformed. Do not look at this world and, and look at it and suggest, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm supposed to look like. Instead, be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Instead, Turn your, turn your eyes towards what God has in store for you, towards what he is trying to draw out. You think of, you think of the people who follow Jesus. You think of the way they looked and the way they stood out. You think of Stephen standing before the Sanhedrin and the fact that the scriptures say his face shined like an angel, right? As he was about to die, as he was, as he was you know, bringing these men such incredible words of, of contradiction, of, of, of condemnation for their deeds. He's shining and, and standing there as, as one whose face is shining like an angel. Is that the norm? Is that the normal person, how they would react, how they would be in that moment? No way, right? And so I guess my, my challenge, my, my encouragement to us this morning is, is to just ask yourself this question. Have I gotten caught up and, and been deceived by this idea that I'm supposed to look normal? That 
I don't want to stand out too much. Do I, do I, have I gotten kind of whipped up into this idea that I'm supposed to adhere to what I see on TV, what I, what I see on, on movies and on radio, that I'm supposed to kind of follow the, the pattern of this world? Have, have, have you been in any ways caught up in that? Or are you, as Peter tells us, living as an alien and a stranger? Right? Living it with a, an eye towards something beyond this world. How different, how ab- abnormal will we look if what we sang this morning was true, that we sing, Lord, you are more than enough for me, more than all I want, more than all I need. You are more than enough for me. The things of this world, the, the stuff that I'm sold every day, that doesn't concern me. That doesn't, that doesn't you know, attract me. Lord, you are enough. What you have for me is more than enough. Folks, that's not normal, but that's what we're called to be. That's how we're called to live. And so my challenge to you is, is to take this and, and consider this morning in what ways you need to become a little more abnormal. In what, in ways, in what ways does non-normalness, if that's a word, need to start emanating from your life, from your work, whether it's raising children at home, whether it's your job, whether it's your school, whether it's wherever that w- might be that you spend a good chunk of your time. In what ways can you start to stand out and, and be above or out of the norm? In what ways can you shine, like Jesus is saying, and the result be that the men may see your good works and do what? Glorify your Father in heaven, right? How amazing would it be if, if we started to live in such a way that, that people, as a result of the way you just carry yourself at work, the way you carry yourself at home, people start to say, you know, there is something about that family. There is something about that guy. God, God must be real because of that person. God, there must be something to this whole God thing. Look at the way that guy lives. Look at the way she carries herself. Abnormalness. Letting your light shine. Yeah, normalness is, is good. And yeah, it's, it's an acceptable thing and a safe thing. But like I said earlier, it's not what we're called to be. Folks, we're called to shine. We're called to stand out. We're called to be different and to look differently in this world. And so I ask you again, how are you normal? In what ways can you turn a little bit more abnormal? Not for your sake, not for your own glory, but for the, the glory of our God. I close with Ephesians 3.20, which just says this. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. To him be the glory, uh, excuse me, according to the power that works within us. That power, that shining Christ that's in us. According to that power, to him be the glory in all things for all generations. Father, I just ask that you would help us, Lord, to truly consider what this verse is saying, to shine, Lord, to to really look at the ways in which we've been duped into living a normal existence, to to living a a comfortable uh, pursuit of of the things of this world, Lord. I pray that you would help us to get our eyes off of that. I pray that you would help us to to see the ways in which uh, we need to shine, the ways in which we need to live differently. Um, Lord, if there are areas of our life this morning where we are failing in this, where we need correction, where we need your uh, 
your change in our lives. Lord, I pray that you would reveal those to us, that you would just, even now as we, as we sit here and as we, as we depart from this place, Lord, cause us to, to be convicted, cause us to be ready to, to change and to look different than those around us. Lord, there's, time is short, and there are so many out there that need to hear. There are so many out there that are lost, that are dying, that are, that are hungry for some kind of life, some kind of truth. And Lord, we know that it comes from you and it comes from your word. So Lord, help us to not waste our time, not to waste our days, but to consider uh, today the things we can start doing to shine for you. Uh, and we'll give you the glory, Lord. We'll give you the praise. And we pray all this in your son's name. Amen.